Yeah, yeah, what's good, Grimmer Gangsters and Car Crew, and welcome to the sixth episode called uh, From Depression to Progression with our guest, Josh Ty. Hi, Josh. You alright? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Yeah, I'm not bad, I'm not bad. Good. So, if you could just start off by sort of telling us sort of from the beginning of your depression to now and just sort of what you've gone through and everything so like that. I guess it's been a bit of a long journey in a way, but uh, and to be fair, it's been a while since I sort of suffered to sort of a severe extent, I suppose. But I think a lot of mine, my, my sort of mental health issues stem from anxiety. Um, I think I've always been sort of an anxious person, didn't really have any knowledge of it, especially sort of like primary school, even mm. secondary school. I didn't really sort of socialise like a lot of, I don't know, lads or whatever. Yeah, confident. I, I, yeah, I'm not like as confident, but I wouldn't have said I suffered to a point where it was like, I'd, I'd never like had panic attacks. Mm. I'd felt nervous, but mm-hmm. hasn't everyone, but I'd never yeah. been like that unwell or anything like that. So I guess, and, and basically I, I, I went through school, did all right. I could have done better, mm-hmm. but couldn't we all, I Think guess? Yeah, I was going to say, definitely. But um, <laughs> I did all right. Um, then... I went on to A levels, which I didn't, I didn't complete. Um, Neither did I. Don't worry. That's all right. But <laughs> I think part of that was through a multitude of things. Like a lot of people just want to go out and earn money. One of them. Another thing was like anxiety and stresses. I think, but I didn't know at this point. So I left that with like no major mental health issues or anything. Mm. But I think a lot of that was caused by that. Like uh, was because of my mental health. Mm. Uh, and then went and worked as a sort of like, well, actually, I, I basically got like a job over the summer holidays, basically at a school in uh, Great Yarmouth, just like moving some stuff into their new building, mm-hmm. just for some money, I guess. And then basically they had a trainee IT roll up, which I can do IT. So I did that for a bit, uh, obviously got the job and that was all all well. I enjoyed it. I uh, grew in confidence. It was really good for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I did that for two years, absolutely fine, got along with everyone, left, it was a bit sad leaving because I liked everyone mm-hmm. there, and then I went to another business, which probably didn't really matter where it was, but it was a um, third party IT company, quite a high pressure environment, it was a it was a big step for me really, it was like, um, I thought, oh this is going to be something that will make me, there's a lot, so much opportunity there. Was it very sales and... Th- and well not necessarily salesy, it was like, it was a very competitive environment, like to give, I know, to try to give an idea is that you'd sort of have, I don't know, there'd be sort of like a screen and you'd have sort of like, it was almost like a, a leaderboard of who was like mm-hmm. getting like the most cases and whatever, which a lot of people would just look at that and go, whatever. Yeah. But um, I'd always look at it and if I wasn't I struggled to the fact that it wasn't always, I wouldn't ever be like, oh, I always want to be the top. Mm. I just would never want to be the bottom. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that was something that I found hard. I just always, I never thought I was doing that well. And when I spoke to my manager about it at the time, I don't think he was the most understanding of it. And to be fair, he probably thought, what is this guy on about? Mm. All right, he's not doing that great, but he's been doing it for three months. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it got a lot worse. I The whole time I was there, I, I was there for six months, but obviously that wasn't, I left due to my mental health, mm-hmm. but before the end, it was gradually building, and then it got to a point in like the last month where it just went well, massive, for yeah. me, and then mm-hmm. it just like phew, not repairable with like a week's mm. work or whatever. But um, yeah, I went for a point towards the end where I wasn't sleeping or barely sleeping at all, yeah. and then right towards the end, I generally didn't sleep for a week, which a lot of time, I, when I now say oh I didn't sleep very well, I think oh. 
yeah, I didn't. But some people that say, oh, I haven't slept for a week, well, you do know because you start to, well, you generally start to like, well, not lose your mind. That's Go delusional. But yeah, yeah I, I, did, I, did, I did have sort of brief, I, I never had like schizophrenia or anything mm. like that, but I did have... Uh, Psychotic sort of episodes. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't sleep for a week. But mm-hmm. this is just after I, I left this role because I think my, my brain got to a point. It was almost like, well, I wasn't high because it was awful, but mm. it was like my brain was like so awake and yeah, on. Couldn't ever and rest. Like, like <coughs> yeah, like a pin would drop and like, you know, right. yeah, 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 that's exactly it. Mm. And so, yes, yeah, so that I guess was like a catalyst for like the whole rest of it. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. It, I didn't recover very quickly, put it that way. Um, yeah, employment for me, personally, I've always been someone that like works quite hard. My parents are from families and, like you know, all my family or whatever, mm. are, like, you know, in work or whatever. So work's important to me as mm. an individual, whether I'm ill or, or, or not. not. Yeah. And so, therefore, not having a job made me, personally, feel like a failure. I'm not saying anyone that's not got a job is a failure at all, but that's mm-hmm. how I felt. And I thought, right, okay, so I've not done that. And obviously now I was, like, really unwell. It was like, oh, how can I get back into work? Mm-hmm. What yeah. I, you know, I was, how old would I have been? I guess just under 20 or just over yeah. 20. And I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do? Which I know is mental because <laughs> you like don't at really 20 know, years yeah. old, it's yeah, like you, you could know. start again anyway. 10 times yeah. and still be all right. Yeah, but at that yeah. point in time, I was like, well, you know, I've done IT. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else to do in the whole world. Anyway, so (laughs) I I got really unwell. um, And I was really lucky, to be fair, because my parents didn't, like, boot me out or anything. And, like, they were fine. Like, before that, I was paying them not loads of rent, but rent. And obviously, now I've not got a job. They were like, yeah, no worries. You don't have to pay rent. Mm. Um, And then my partner, Amy, who is now my fiance, well, hey. Congratulations. um, (laughs) Fantastic. And this is a long time ago. She stuck with me, which is is incredible, Mm. really. And, And bear in mind, she was going through... Uh, she will have done her A-levels, did really well, and then she's going for uni, which we all know is a stressful time when you don't have a partner that is going off the rails, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So it's incredible, and she got first, even due to the f- even with the fact that I was like that. So I just think, wow. But yeah, so I, I, I sort of gradually went downhill. I, I went to uh, GP. My mum basically took me. She was like, you know, you, you kind of need to like see someone. see someone about this. What's going on? And so I was like a lot of males, didn't really want to talk about it, um, but I did a bit. I kind of said, you know, I'm not, like, you know, feeling that way. You know, great. I mean, I think I saw him just like the week before I left work. Um, I got signed off ill, actually. I think from memory for two weeks, and then it was on the week, sort of midweek. Mm. I thought, you know, this is never gonna, this is never gonna work. I'm never going back. So I just mm. said, that's it. Thanks, but you know, that's it or whatever I said. But um, but yeah, so I started getting put on medication. I mean, to be fair, I don't know what order the medication that mm. I was on went because I tried most of them. Most yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of them didn't work. There was a point where I was, I can't, I, I can't even remember the reaction, but there was like a physical reaction to one of the medications that wasn't great. And then other ones just, I don't know, weren't. Made you weren't feel like nothing. Yeah, basically, or yeah. weren't hitting, weren't Anything. benefiting yeah. me or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, so I was obviously bumming around, so to speak, unemployed, feeling pretty crap. Um, and yeah, so it was it was really at that point, it was all anxiety, mostly all anxiety, obviously feeling low because the situation's mm. rubbish. But it wasn't really that long, probably like a couple of weeks before it turned to pretty, pretty severe depression. Mm. So I obviously, and I don't know the order of all of it, but 
I was very suicidal throughout my time of being uh, depressed. I wasn't really, I isolated myself. Yeah. So I went for a period of when I was unwell, and I'm not someone that has like loads and loads of friends, but the friends I do have are like good friends. Mm. Very like social. I, yeah, but I, I didn't see any of them for like ages. And even to the point where like, obviously people would message, but if you say, oh, I'm not about or whatever for a certain amount of time, yeah. I'm not saying they'd disown you or anything, no. but they probably think, oh, Get a bit ticked off. sod him. Yeah. Like, he's not coming to do anything. So that's yeah. fair play and it's nothing. And like, I'm all mates with all those people again now. And it took a while to be, and to be honest, I had to be a bit like, oh, you know. And some of them sort of were like, why would you have not just said, said. or whatever. But you don't think that in that but moment you don't, in time. And you just you think, don't. oh, and to be honest, there was a point where I was literally like, just sitting in my room, almost staring at the wall and not actually doing anything. Because yeah. it was almost like, well, because it really took me ages to recover from that week of not sleeping. And really like, I remember my family took me to a therapist because they probably just thought, what the hell do I do with him? And like, obviously we know that the NHS do wonderful things, but it's not an instant, oh, here's a therapist and two weeks later you're better. Yeah. So they took me to this therapist, which was quite a lot of money, this lady. Mm. And basically, I was at a point, bear in mind I'd done IT and I knew a lot of stuff about this. This is, I couldn't even remember my email. Uh, this is at the end of the meeting when she's like, oh, I want to email you these resources. Mm. And she more or less said to me, I can't really do anything with you. You just need to get some sleep and all this. And which is totally true, now mm. I look at it. Mm. But as I went away thinking, oh, are you joking? My parents have spent, I felt shit because, excuse the language. Yeah, my parents have spent this money on somebody uh, to tell you you need to sleep yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah this is it and i'm talking like i think it was like 80 quid or whatever mm. yeah and, and be, to be yeah. honest it was never going to be sustainable anyway because that is quite a lot of money and mm. in fairness i mean they may have done i don't know but i didn't carry on with it because yeah i was like oh my god she just said like oh, i need to sleep and i need to eat well and i need to do this and i thought are you taking the actual taking mic? The mickey, yeah. yeah i'm telling you that i want to do this and i'm feeling this way and but to be fair, she couldn't have done anything with me because my brain weren't actually taking anything. You in. weren't processing. And I felt like a right idiot at the end when I was thinking I can't. And bear in mind, I had this email for like six, seven years. Mm. It's like what, you know, couldn't it's literally just my out. name and then <laughs> like a number and then yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in a great place. So after that, I did sort of just I was unwell for ages, and basically it was then that I eventually got. Um, referred to be under the crisis team, um, which they did pick me up pretty quick, and I was under them for quite a long time, which actually, I work in uh, mental health now, and sometimes, um, sadly, obviously, people get pushed through quite quickly, but um, sometimes, because that's the case, but, you know, other times, but I was under the crisis team for months, I'd say, um, and, and they, they a lot of the time, they've seen me daily, which is like, you know, you think, obviously, that the resource that takes to send mm. someone out daily. It's all different people all the time. Um, but, like, it's rare for someone to actually then recognise someone again because you might go 20 days, you see a different person every time because these people obviously work 24 hours. Well, they don't, but, like, the service works 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I had, obviously, access to the crisis line and all of this. But, um, yeah, so I worked with them for a while, obviously, um, going over stuff and I think one of the things that I found really challenging is how do you speak to your parents or, or anyone about saying oh I've got this thought all the time mm. about wanting to end my life because mm. you think 
well, actually, it's not an easy thing to talk about because mm. definitely obviously not. they're going to react badly. Well, not badly, but think, oh, sheer panic sort the of thing. Yeah, this is it because what you know, you don't want. I, I mean, to be fair, if one of my relatives said it to me, even though I've been through it, you'd think, oh, you'd still worry. You'd still worry every day, worry yeah, yeah. Every day about mm. it. And why would you not? And when um, you're in that point of your life, you don't want people worrying about you because you're worried about yourself enough as it is. You sort yeah. of want because then you feel like a burden off, on everybody's yeah. life, this and it's thing, just like it, oh. the feeling of being a burden as well. You just think, oh, I'll it's try to keep it all in because I don't want to drag anyone else down mm. into this rubbish yeah so yeah eventually it got to a point <coughs> where i guess oh, i got closer and closer to it um oh, i remember the first time i actually like not let it slip but actually said about it i went to the doctors again and saw a doctor that i don't always see i i saw the same doctor all the time and he was incredible i'm not saying this other guy wasn't and i started to talk to him about it and then i just i don't know in that moment i thought you know what i'll just say and then i had a panic attack that I've never experienced that level of panic attack in my life. I actually thought I was going to die mm. to the point that he, well, he probably didn't think I was going to die. He, he was a doctor. He yeah, knew what was going knows, on. Yeah. But yeah. he called, he called Amy. Well, he got my, well, he, I was like, I had my phone out and he was saying, oh, have you got anyone to call? And I think he was probably thinking, you know, what's going on? He called Amy, <coughs> who was in the city, which Ben right, I was sort of like a country doctor. She was about to go into something for uni, which is really rubbish because obviously she would have been like, oh my God, I'm really stressed. What's going on? A yeah. doctor's calling me yeah. about it, but she couldn't go. Um, but luckily, actually, Amy called her mum and she happened to be like, I don't know, driving wherever at the time. She picked me up um, and then my car remained there for ages after that. And then I'd, it was just, it was rubbish. But so after that, I kind of had to say, because mum was like, why is you know, well, not really mother-in-law, but in a way mother-in-law, yeah, yeah, yeah. like giving you a lift home and like, why are you in like this much of a state and all that? And so w once I kind of said it, it was almost like it was all out. And then I was always talking about it in a way, well, not always talking about it, but I yeah. could say, and it was hard because sometimes being at home when I was trying to actually just think, oh, just occupy yourself, I'd want to go on a walk. But you could see my mum thinking, what, you know, like, where's he going? Where's is he, he going? Gonna go and yeah. yeah, this is it. And, and I think that's understandable at the end of the day, but it, it was a real challenge um, to sort of deal with those thoughts. And I think the thing I found was, and what I used to say to clinicians, is I was aware, I was quite, once I'd like caught up on a bit of sleep, I got given medication for that and stuff. I, I had a bit of, you know, I had capacity to think. And um, I didn't think it was like hearing a voice, um, like someone else's voice. But what I did say to people a lot of time is, I'm getting these thoughts, but like, I don't really associate with them in a way. So it's like, it's almost like someone, so it's like, you know, oh, you should do this, but like, you know. It's like a third why, why person. Would you do that? Almost mm. like a third person. It's mm. my thoughts, obviously. Mm. Um, there is a technical term from it, mm. but I've, you know, <laughs> so I, I can't remember that. Like but, an you know, we're uncontrollable just thought almost. Yeah, this yeah. is it. I mean, yeah. um, but like even to the point when I was really unwell, I used to, and this is, I think, this is through anxiety. And the more you think, oh, I'm getting these uncontrollable thoughts, the more you think like, you know, if you think, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, punch the mic over or whatever. Yeah. And then it just keeps on escalating if you mm. don't stop it. Mm. But when you're unwell, you don't have that ability to stop it. No. So, so, the more so I'd be bit. thinking, oh, I'm going to be like, you know, all the worst fears of what like someone would have. Uh, well, what I'd have anyway is that I'd be, I don't know, do this crime or do this. You'd be thinking, <coughs> not about doing it, but you'd be thinking, oh, that is going to be what I'll do. And so therefore you'd be, you know, you'd tell the clinicians that and they'd be like, well, you're not going to do that, are you sort of thing or whatever. But, that's really hard because you, you think, well, this is really confusing because I've never had that before. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, it, it, was, it was a really dark time, really, and it uh, eventually ended up, I don't know, after a period of about three or four months, I guess the crisis team thought, well, this guy's not really getting anywhere, mm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, he's not getting any better. 
Um, and they tried me on a fair few medications, which is, you know, which they'd obviously do. And they were different medication trees um, uh, for antidepressants and stuff. Mm. I was on antipsychotics as well. Um, and yeah, it wasn't really progressing. There were times where I was better and times when I was worse, but it was ultimately still pretty rubbish. Right. Yeah, so I got, um, I basically I got put into Helsinki Hospital, which is, uh, well, sort of a mental health mental hospital, health obviously. Hospital. Um, in sort of Norfolk area, um, and I was there for, I wasn't actually there that long really, uh, thinking about it, uh, sort of just under sort of like two weeks, which actually is not, you know, it's not too bad. Um, things, and, yeah. and actually, I mean, I was, I remember it, because I was, at, I, I, I know you've been to Amy's old house, yeah. which was the one I was at the time, and I was on her sofa, and they'd visited me there, which was kind of them, because, well, I mean, you know, it wasn't my house or whatever, yeah. but they were flexible with that. And I just basically spent the whole time sobbing. And I, I reckon the guy just thought, I can't, I can't not mm. like to say, you know. And they basically gave me the option to, they spoke to Amy about it and she took me home and I packed, I had the opportunity to like pack my stuff and she took me in, which was good. Um, but yeah, so I was there for a while. Uh, well, not that long, but, and to be honest, it was really hard because I'm quite an anxious person. I mm. spent the whole time sort of literally like, what's going to happen? When what's you're, it when gonna you're be isolated with your own thoughts. What's it going to be like in there? Mm. I don't actually know what's going to be like, who's going to be in there, you know, because in theory, you could be in, in there with someone that's really unwell in Detrimental to your own health. But like yeah. really sort of aggressive. Obviously, mm. the staff will prevent, hopefully, um, yeah. them like coming at you or whatever, but obviously that would yeah. be really distressing. Um, I feel that I was quite lucky that I think actually my level of care was pretty good. And yeah, yeah, the people yeah. that were in there were not too detrimental to my health. I think the one thing I did find is that people would tell stories of things mm. that they did, which that weren't that helpful me getting any more ideas. Mm. I had enough ideas about suicide yeah. myself. I didn't yeah. want to know about failed attempts and don't do this and you should do that. But, mm. you know, I was in there for a reason. Um, and I was lucky because Amy visited me a few times my dad came in to visit me and things like that so I had visitors whereas obviously other people didn't you always whatever. had that support around yeah so yeah. I had a support to know that you know when I get out it's not like I'd be like on the streets or mm. like some people it's like they've got charities in trying to sort them out a flat or something I, mm. I, was, I, was, I knew I'd be able to go back to, to my home and stuff but it, it was really weird because you were in you know I'd, presumably neither of you guys have been in a, in a hospital or whatever mm. but you you basically get sort of like a single well I did anyway I got a single bed it's like obviously a hospital mattress for in case I did wet myself or whatever so not that comfortable no. really mm. I'm not sleeping that well anyway at that mm. stage so I probably didn't care but it's not really a homely feel obviously yeah. uh, they do try and make it a bit nicer with like coloured walls or whatever mm. but it's it's very much a it's clinical setting mm. you know they want to be able to clean it quickly if whatever happens also there's lots of objects that you associate with home that isn't there because you can harm yourself on a lot of things mm. when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and obviously, they, you feel straight when you go in there, like naturally, you think, oh, what's going to soothe me? Headphones or whatever. Well, you're not allowed them because you the might, cord. it's a ligature risk, obviously. Mm. Um, eventually, they do, they, you can use them while they're monitoring you or whatever, but it's not like you can be like, oh, I'll take them to bed all night because, mm. you know, they mm. just don't. And so it, it was very much, I mean, it's difficult. I don't know if there's anything that you sort of would ask about that time because it is quite. I don't know. I mean, I'm 24, and it's not everyone that's 24, I guess, that's been in the mm. hospital, I, I suppose. I remember, because at the time, <coughs> me and you were oh, yeah. <laughs> in uh, contact with each other, and um, I remember you t telling me about it and sort of t t t 
just like the way you were describing it at the time and just sort of how when you hear it from because obviously at, at a similar time and I don't think Josh actually knows this but I was still very unwell mm-hmm. but because Josh was messaging me I wanted to be stronger for that person mm. so at the time but hearing when Josh was talking to me and just sort of how heartbreaking it was because he was so sort of isolated in this yeah, place I mean in fairness I mean I feel sorry a bit for Jake because I messaged him probably quite an inappropriate amount mm. in regards to that but I think it's one of those things where you're really unwell and I think where it stemmed from is that you see every now and then people on Facebook will share a mm. uh, pro mental health yeah. or you know I was clicking yeah. them bad yeah, boys so, so, yeah, so you see someone like that and yeah. I don't know it probably you just automatically believe it they're going to understand what yeah, you're yeah, going to so say it probably mm. just started off with me like just talking a little bit so were you guys friends before this I guess you went to the same school we went to the same you? school yeah. but, but it wasn't like we were like we didn't know buddies. each other that well yeah. in fairness okay. but like to be fair like, I, I probably messaged and then as soon as it got to the point where I knew that Oh, you know, you I guess him. Jake had like mm. gone through some stuff mm. himself. It got to a point where it was just like I was—I probably I—I can't, I can't remember, but I met—I probably messaged him like. He a was your—he was your go-to punch bag. Where go-to you, you punch felt bag. You could get poor Jake, yeah. to be fair, but yeah. equally, I didn't mind it. In but, fairness, but we said this before. When you've been ba- through stuff, you—you're so the more thing inclined is to help other people. You yeah. were, I still wasn't well at the time, but I was better than I was. So the fact I was. I was still... You were on an up. <coughs> yeah, so I was still... I I could see myself trying to get better, even though I was still struggling at this point. But for you, you... For me, it was like you were where I was right Your at the beginning. Your situation was at, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the bottom. It's yeah. like yeah. a different, different stage of recovery, I guess. Mm. I think part of it is that you probably thought, oh... Oh, this guy actually—you probably thought, oh, this guy can't actually help it. It's not like he's in because at that point I wasn't in control of it. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I messaged you while I was in hospital. Mm, I yeah. was on the funny <laughs> thing there. <laughs> Basically, at one point, I think you just, uh, as you would, making conversation. I think you probably said something along the lines of, "Oh, well, how's the food? Whatever." Yeah. And I more or less said it was. It was. I mean, that's one thing. But let's be fair. Who cares at this stage? But it wasn't great, and pretty much the whole time I just ate toast. But I'm not complaining. Yeah. It wasn't. That. Yeah. But, um, what Jake had said is, uh, which I actually did have a bit of a smirk at this at the time, which to be fair is pretty good going for where I was at. Yeah. Is he said it'd catapult Big Macs over the fence, which to be <laughs> fair, you it's don't go back like to that humour thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but like, a- actually, like, when you're in that moment, that little bit of like silliness and whatever, mm. actually, it's, like, it's not a bad thing. Humour um, is a very humor, good cure. It, mm. it, it, it totally is. I mean, one of the things I always laugh about now, which I sometimes—I mean, I told someone actually that I work with at the moment, not uh, uh, someone I work with as a service user, mm. someone I work with as a colleague, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that when I was in hospital, I had a blood test. Uh, just to say, I'm rubbish at blood tests. Mm-hmm. When I look at it, I pass out. But like, really? Yeah, really, <laughs> like straight away. So I give blood, so I'm pretty but, uh, sick. But next like, to yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, if I don't look at it, I like to think I don't. But mm. I think I'd love to give blood, but I always am anxious that mm. I just like flake out totally yeah. but anyway I was in the hospital and obviously I don't communicate any of that and I haven't had many blood tests at this stage anyway and this doctor did a blood test and I passed out really badly and obviously everyone's monitored really closely yeah. Yeah. so like he when I said it weren't a s- this is not a siren that he sounded by the way it's not like like a prison or anything <laughs> but like there's like a buzzer that you ca- everyone can hear but it's not horrible or yeah. anything and then I basically come around and there's like a load of staff around me and I'm like you know what the hell basically all I did was faint in the blood test and all of them were like why did you press the buzzer but now about now I laugh about it because I've worked in hospitals and that and to like pull a buzzer you're really supposed to be in a bit of you know a sticky situation Mm. I suppose but um 
Yeah, he'd pulled it just because I fainted uh, in a blood <laughs> test. But it was a bit scary because I was like, oh my God, what, what's happened? Yeah. Like, what have I done? Because I've only just woken yeah. up and I thought I was having Quite a blood delusional. test. delusional. But yeah, no, um, no, it was an interesting time really, but it's, it's, it's really hard to know what, what to speak about because it's like it's such a sort of like a long period. I mean, that period in time felt like probably about five years, of, but it was probably like, you know, it was probably just over like a year, the whole like thing, like mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. or whatever. But um but yeah, obviously I did recover, so all, all, all is well, I suppose. Well, we never all fully recover. No. So everyone's on like, a journey or whatever, but I, I class myself as pretty good nowadays. So that's Do you know what the beauty is, right? And this is might sound a little bit weird what I'm about to say, but I sort of see Josh. I see the worry in Johnny's eyes. <laughs> yeah. When he says something like that, <laughs> you have to be worried. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Tuck yourselves in, boys. Um, <laughs> Tuck it in, Tigers. Um, <laughs> uh, get them there. Um, so for, for me looking at Josh, I sort of see him a little bit as my child. Now, <laughs> what, what I mean... <laughs> what I mean... Your, your little mental health <laughs> protégé. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what okay. I mean by this is seeing... Josh in such a in such a place where he couldn't even see himself getting out of it. Uh, when I message him, when we mes- message each other now, and he talks about you know how it's going with Amy, that he's now um, working in mental health, mm-hmm. which I think is an incredible thing yeah, as well. Really um, and the fact he's gone from such a low place to where he is now is sort of. Don't get me wrong, I did nothing to help that. No, but no, but no. No, you definitely did. You did. But but you, it was you, his you own journey. Yeah. But yeah. Everyone goes on their own journey, but actually when you've got someone just to, to bounce stuff off or even mm. just have a conversation with where you feel comfortable. Yeah. Because um, sometimes a conversation that's not about mental health it's is just, just as, as effective. helpful. Because, yeah. you know, you get to po- I got to a point where I, don't, I weren't seeing a lot of mates or whatever. Mm. I was under a crisis team and whatever, and I was used to seeing someone from a crisis team every day Talk about wanting to kill myself. Yeah. Talk about maybe changing some medication. Obviously, really exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then just that was your I reality. Don't know, like just mm. doing nothing. Mm. I guess I know I I would be doing stuff. I I was I did say I would say I was quite motivated in a way. And if I wasn't, there would be people like Amy saying, "Well, mm. let's just go for a walk or whatever." Mm-hmm. I love walking. Yeah, um, and and I was someone that you know, when I was walking at least. I don't know, you, you were out and about and, and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I did, I was trying to do running, but it never really got anywhere because you Neither just... with me. <laughs> I might have done like twice or whatever, but like at that point, like, I mean, even now, I know how good running is for my anxiety, yeah. obviously for my stomach as well. Yeah. But like, I don't do it enough, um, mm. but um, I have been better at it now. I've been better, but at this point in time, no chance. But I was always trying things, um, which is obviously mm. something, I guess. But yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, I just think it's just, I think it's just brilliant that you can now sort of, because there was a time in I think all three of our lives where you get to that point where you just think, shit, um, I can't get any, like, this is sort of it for me. Yeah, you you physically can't see a way out. And that's the end of your own nose. Some people don't actually get that part of it. And then to be fair, I, I probably wouldn't. I, to be fair, before I got unwell, this is one thing I'd say. I'm never really, obviously it was awful, but one thing it did do is open my mind to the world in regards 100%, to like yeah. what other people suffer, whether they're homeless or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, my, and I don't want to speak about politics, but my political views and all, any of those things have all been affected through the fact that like I've suffered that and actually, mm. you know, 
you know, I've, there's, well, I don't, I don't class myself as racist or whatever, but I don't, or any of these things like that or homophobic or whatever. Mm. Whereas, but having said that, being unwell, you, you sort of, you, you become more open-minded, I yeah. think, which mm. is one good thing about it. I think most people that have been unwell tend to be quite understanding, mm. empath- empathetic, empathetic, yeah, empathetic yeah. Uh, people, all that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in general, it weren't great. But I, thi- <laughs> I think the stigma <coughs> of um, depression changes massively, not even if you have it yourself, but say like, so sort of Amy's idea of depression before she before uh, before you had it and i think it's the fact that when you're in that position where it's like someone it, it just changes completely do you know what i mean so it's like if you're feeling when people are like oh you know i think i'm feeling depressed and uh, maybe they are but obviously i understand you get different extremities of depression but mm. i think once you until you actually know what depression is, you don't know what depression is. It's like most things, until you've experienced it, you can't really, yeah. uh, you can't really fully, fully understand it. Yeah, I think you can, I think you can comprehend it and try and understand it. Yeah, but nowhere well, near the level. This is one of the. Uh, I mean, one of the things. Obviously, I've listened to all the podcasts so far, and I've really enjoyed them all. But I found uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the gentleman from Twelfth Man that was talking a lot about Nick, Nick Little. Nick. Mm. He was talking a lot about obviously the fact that it's not always you know. Let's not always step in when someone's literally ready to jump off a bridge. Let's maybe let's try, you know, if you notice, as you guys have said as well, you notice your friends like withdrawing a bit. Well, actually, there's sometimes a reason and maybe Mm. intervening or society as well in intervening before someone is unwell or whatever. I mean, in my case, I try it's hard. I try to think of where that would have come in. Yeah, yeah, my case, it might not have fully worked out. I think it was something that was ingrained in me, which is interesting because my brother's. I've got two brothers and a sister. My sister's still a child, but my brothers mm. are very much adults. Yeah. I'm not saying that they've not got their own problems. Mm. Who knows? They might not talk to me about them. Mm. But um, so far, they've, th- they're have they very different to me. They've been quite successful at university. Uh, they've done lots of things like that. They're quite confident people. Yeah. They, they have always gone to parties or whatever. They like they like a drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm different. I yeah. d- but that's just the way I am. Yeah, so it's yeah, not... Yeah. It's interesting. It's not necessarily through upbringing. And obviously, there are certain things in life that were different for me, being the oldest or whatever it may be. Mm. But it can't necessarily be like, oh, you know, his, you know, it's not always as easy as saying, oh, his parents this or whatever, yeah. because, well, my brothers are very different to me. Yeah. yeah. And and they were in the same house, and we we all had an all right. Upbringing. Mental health can be depicted by so many yeah, small yeah. points. Yeah, I think it's so just many small a points. genetic thing for me to have. Uh, an element of anxiety. Mm. I'm a very deep thinker as well. Like mm. Amy's always like, well, Amy at one point um, said, you know, what do you think? I can't remember when it was. What? Do, what so what do you sort of like think? And I was like, what do you mean? And then she was like, well, I just sort of, I think, and this isn't uh, to mean intelligence or anything, mm. but her thought process is quite simplistic in mm. regards to that she just thinks about C- something, cut. gets it mm. done, mm. clear cut. Whereas I might think about, <laughs> I don't know, filling up a glass of water and then I might start thinking. I'm someone that might start thinking about how a glass is made. Oh, literally. Yes. Literally, oh my god! Do, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. That is us. All over. Which is like I'm like that, and <laughs> but then like obviously the, it, it's it's obviously a lot more complex than that. Yeah. But it, it's just a different way of thinking. Mm. But I never thought. I just thought everyone was like that until mm. that moment that Amy was like, "Well, that's pretty weird." Yeah. Well, it's not weird, by the way. Like, no, every, but, yeah. own, but she was like, "Oh, you know, I just." 
think stuff and do stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. But that's exactly um, the same as me and Johnny. Like, so my bra- so like, if someone makes a comment to me, <coughs> whether it be positive or negative, yeah. I, uh, my mind will just go off I, on that co- on a say, single yeah, yeah. comment. And that's why, <coughs> if I'm ever going to talk to someone, I'd rather ring them. Because yeah. you can hear someone's expression in their voice rather than... Overtext, that's quite a good yeah. point, actually. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. when someone texts Can't something, I get, <laughs> I get it all the time, mate. If someone says something and I've kept it... That's why I always put, like, laughing faces or something like Emoji that. Emoji central. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because so oh, pe- like people yeah, know so what... I hate when somebody people puts a full stop at the end of the text. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna yeah. kill me. Or they don't say <laughs> anything, and I'm just yeah. like, or they just put like a sentence and then nothing at okay. the end, and I'm just like, oh wow, I'm like, do, they, I do they like me? And then you think about the last ten years of what you could have done wrong to that one person. Yeah, I, I was I, I, just like, do they yeah. actually like me? Are they? No, they hate me. Well, it's interesting <laughs> you think that because obviously we are, we all are very similar age. Mm. We're all from the same city or whatever, and this is just three people, mm. three guys. Mm. But let's be fair. If it's us three, there's loads of people out there that has course, this sort of thing. Yeah. But we all probably think, what you know, what are we doing? Like, especially when, like, I'm someone that if I have a conversation, I'll walk away, think, oh, that went all right. I know. Give it another ten minutes, and then it's like you, like you say, that one phrase. Pick you it think, apart. Oh, that was cringy. Why did I say that? Mm. And then it's like, oh, the whole place thought I was a weirdo. The mm. whole place, you know, mm. and it just goes on. And th- th- this is these are all things that still happen now. It's like, a see, snowball, I say snowball like, effect. I say like, oh, I'm better. I class myself as better because I'm not in hospital mm. and I'm not suicidal. Mm. But there's like obviously the anxiety side of things will always be there, and mm. I do try manage it with like. I think exercise is a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, like last year, I signed. Well. I don't know why I did this. I basically left a company that I was working at and the guy said to me, oh, let's be honest, we're guys. We probably won't ever see each other again because um, that's just how guys are sometimes. Mm. And he was like, let's sign up to this event so we're guaranteed to see each other. And I thought, well, actually, that's a good shout. So I signed up to it. It's called the Rat Race Dirty Weekend. And it was 20 miles, 200 um, obstacles. Wow. And put it this way. Oh, at I that point, feel a panic attack coming on nah, already. No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> at this point in time, guys, I was not, I mean, I'm not exactly like totally trim now. I'm in a lot better shape than I was, but this is sort of off the back. I don't know if anyone's, it doesn't really matter, but I was on a drug called mirtazapine. Mm. Um, I was stepping down off it, but one of the side effects of it, well, not in the favour one, but for me, was that weight I increase. put on quite a lot of weight. And in fairness, like I was still getting to a point where my diet wasn't great. I yeah. mean, you know, <coughs> we all have that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was a fair, a fair size. I mean, I've gone down like, like four or five inches at least in like waist size. Like mm-hmm. I was like a lot bigger, and it, it was like oh god. And I, d- I basically said to everyone, I'm doing this for charity. Yeah. And then once I said that, I was like, oh god, I've actually got, <laughs> I've actually got to do it got now. Got through a bit now, yeah. Yeah, but I actually did all right. I trained for it, and and I noticed over that period where I was doing like a lot more exercise, like wow, this is actually like really good for me. But then you'll laugh at this. I did it, and then did it the exercise for another couple of weeks, and then it like tailed off, and then. I'm not saying I stopped it, but it's Mm. like I don't maintain it that well. And it is interesting in society that we don't really look after. We we all talk about mental health. We don't talk about well-being enough, Mm. which obviously what Mm. I mean by that is like mental. I don't know. Well, well well-being is an all-encompassing thing. Well-being is like, you know, you look at like your well-being is just like the happiness that someone gets from playing golf Mm. or playing football or watching Mm. football or having a drink with friends. Mm. And then I guess mental health is, you know, is is a little bit more, I don't know, sort of more about how how the mind works, mm. or like is a bit more, I don't know, clinical or whatever. Mm. But you know, you're looking at well-being as just like you know, everyone has well-being. Like, and if someone's got good well-being, they don't tend to have really bad mental health. No, um, it, it's just interesting, really. Yeah. I think you know, it's something. I don't know. 
Well-being is more of a daily routine thing, I think. Definitely. Like meditating, uh, drinking enough water. Yeah. Uh, it, mm. it encompasses yeah, totally. a Physical, lot of factors. But, uh, mental, but I think it's, it's surprising in, in our society that that obviously uh, people people go down the route of medication and all these things or, or, or like really severe diets or whatever. Yeah. But often people don't look at trying to cut out, uh, I don't know, something in their life that isn't great for them. It doesn't we, have we to be... We talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's all no. the time. Or it doesn't no. have to be, I don't know, that mate that is mm. an idiot to you all the time or whatever. But people don't always change those things no. to try give himself so a self-validation yeah. thing like if, some, if something makes you feel good it's not our, our problem was obviously drugs mm. if we cut out drugs a long time ago well we'd be in a much better place <coughs> but at the time oh yeah, yeah, they make you feel good the highest grade yeah. totally. it's not always and that easy but it's just um, yeah I think it, looking at well-being and stuff and that's why I think uh, when I was listening to the uh, his name Nick got Nick, it yeah. from 12th yeah, Man so it's interesting because he's saying you know uh, let's get people, particularly men, we're all a bit mm. useless at chatting about stuff, let's be yeah. fair. Um, you know, let's get people going down the pub to play pool and it might organically, t- uh, you know, people will talk about stuff, mm. you know. Mm. Especially like, you know, people talk about, oh no, you know, missus is being like this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all right, they might be doing something wrong, but they're feeling really rubbish about it all and, and, and it might just organically go. Whereas, you know, it's not always that easy to talk about it when it hits the point where it's like, right, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about ending things or whatever. But, mm. but yeah, yeah. I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up, really, unless you have any any more to say. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no? I was just checking out my little notes yeah. down here. Yeah, little <laughs> talent notes. I feel like there's so much that I'll probably uh, miss, and I'll probably... This uh, is the other uh, thing uh, I was saying Don't worry, Amy. I kick myself the way every home, time I'll I'll I walk off the stage. I'll probably listen to this and think, oh, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. Mm. I've just said a load of random <laughs> things. I don't know what I'm you've saying. Ca- you've come on but and spoke, but spoken about... But actually... You know what? I just it's I such I a big I topic that you can't I, I didn't want to read off like no, a, a no, no. speech or whatever. I didn't know what you're going to ask. But the thing is, yeah. you can you can be here for five minutes, or you could be here for forty hours talking this about it. it. You know I what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, and I think I think what I'd all I'd encourage people to do is definitely like talk to friends or family or whatever, mm. and you know, reach out to people that have that are open to help you that have like, like you said with Grimmer yeah totally like yeah. like like Grimmer but let's not all message Grimmer poor, no, poor yeah, guy yeah, yeah. But, poor. Yeah. but like you know there <laughs> are people that. but also ladies though if, ladies. You, if you'd like to give His me a message his number is 07580 <laughs> <laughs> but there are loads of people in, in the services as well that you, you've got peer support works and whatever and things yeah. like that but like use what's out there for free and make sure you get give things a go like um, like you might feel a bit stupid going out to a I don't know a social group or whatever yeah. that you probably wouldn't have done before whatever mm. but if you're going for a rubbish time and you're not doing anything why not give it a go if mm. you don't go back the next week and it was that's really fine. bad for mm. you that's fine but give things just a shot give just give a yourself shot. a chance but that's, that's one of the things I'd say I reckon because yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things for me is just I did try a lot of stuff I had people like kicking me up the butt sometimes which was helpful mm. which I'm lucky for that but equally yeah yeah, do that I think it's definitely better good for you to try a- anything to get out of the bedroom and stop, <laughs> yeah, stop feeling yeah, so yeah. shit I think it, it, yeah, it would be good because we've all been there where we just can't get out of bed and I think uh, that's what I say to you even these oh days yeah, even the, I, don't, I, I don't feel <coughs> I suffer from depression nowhere near as bad as I used to but even now there'll be days where I sleep in bed till 10, 11 in the morning don't get me wrong I work a late night job but mm. Still, there's, there's days where I'm uh, I'm only in bed till that time because I can't get out of bed, oh, and, yeah, and it's yeah. almost like give it just give yourself that little one. Per- like my thing at the minute is getting up at half seven in the morning to have a coffee with my mum because my mum oh, gets up nice. for my little brothers every morning. Oh, but because I know as soon as I get up and have a coffee, 
your way in. I, I can't it. go back but to sleep because I'm not very good with caffeine anyway. <laughs> it's good you've acknowledged that. Yeah. Day, and I think it's just. And it is that tiny yeah. thing, just that one thing. Yeah. Because then I'm up. Even if, even if between half seven and half nine, I don't do anything but have that coffee. Yeah, definitely. And I'm still out of bed. Yeah, totally. And, and, that, and I and think as well at the same time, it's also trying all these things, but also on the one time you don't do it, be kind to yourself. It's not. It's Give yourself a break. Like yeah. I was someone that would be like, right, this is it. I, I'm going to try to turn it around. I'm going to do three runs a week and by whatever point I'm going to be doing however distance. Yeah. Yeah. Then after two weeks you or don't reach well, probably goal. less than that, mm. you know, oh, this day I should have done a run. That's it. And then it, it mm. caused a low point. Well, actually... You can cause yourself to have yeah, low points, yeah, as you just it, said. You yeah, just but be, be, too yeah high. a bit like, you know, just, just try your best with stuff and be kind on yourself. If you're trying to move forward, that's all you can do. That's the best step, yeah. Totally. Mm, Baby totally. steps is better than no steps at all. This yeah. is it, so totally, totally. But, but yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, thanks, Josh. That's Thank really you so much really for coming really on, mate. Nice of you. As normal, if you could uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Please. Go on to Facebook, uh, Chit Chat Mental Health. There is all the links to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I haven't really got any information for the next episode because we it's are... It's a mystery. <laughs> well, uh, I've so yeah. There's, there's, uh, we've definitely got Samantha Knight, uh, who um, suffers from alopecia, who's going to come on the show. And we've got a few other guests, but I won't mention them just in case they can't make it on the episodes when we'd like them to. Uh, but yeah, we've got lots mystery. in the Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> we've got mystery. Lo- lots in the pipeline. Uh, I've written, God, uh, probably another eight or nine episodes yeah. already. So it's just getting the guests and stuff. Uh, but yeah, lots lots more to come. Um, so yeah, thank you. I've been Jake Grimmer. I've been Johnny Carr. And we are over and... Out.